welcome to the Fire and Earth Podcast with your hosts, Jason Meppert and Kathy Gruber. Fire and Earth, giving you the keys to unlock your limitless potential. Welcome to another episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason Mefford. And I am Kathy Groover, and we are so excited to have another guest. I have known this woman a very, very long time, another Santa Barbara native. We've got Alana Tillum here today talking about resilience and leading through change. Welcome, Alana. So excited to have you. Yeah, so excited to be here. Thank you. What an awesome crew. <laughs> oh, thanks. So tell us a little bit about you, your background, how you got to this moment in time. Well, um, I have owned my business, Santa Barbara Dance Arts, for 23 years, and I uh, founded a nonprofit in 2004 that believes in supporting emerging artists, and uh, um, often in financial support and affordable rehearsal space and access to the arts. Um, but in recent years, I have stepped actually out of the classroom. I used to teach and choreograph a lot and focusing more on entrepreneurial coaching. So I've been had the opportunity to do speaking at conferences and help small business owners um, grow and empower themselves. And as someone who's led through several crises, several changes in the world, I feel like it's really provided me with tools. And I think what's happened in the last few months have really set the stage to help have me do what I'm really enjoying, which is helping others. And I think um, Kathy and I have been friends for a long time. I love her work. I followed her uh, closely. And I just feel like we share such similar values in terms of how can we help people um, be better for their community, for themselves. And uh, I'm just really excited to be here and share, you know, maybe a little golden nugget for someone that might help them on their journey. Well, and I think, I think that's important because, you know, again, as, as we were talking before we hit record, it's not our first rodeo for all of us, right? We've been in business for a long time. It's not the first time we've seen things like this. It's not going to be the last time, but a lot of people, you know, especially, you know, post 2008, I mean, people haven't been in business for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so some of the things that they're going through now, they're kind of like, <laughs> you know, freaking out. And so having somebody like you be able to step in and help, uh, you know, share, you know, first thing, uh, I mean, hopefully you'll, you'll go through and you'll give us some, some ideas for some people to be thinking about, but you know, one is just calm down to begin with. Right. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to steal the thunder because you've been doing this and I'm glad that there's people like you in the world because there's a lot of people struggling and people need help. 100%. You know, artists are innovators. So I feel like uh, I think that that's the most wonderful thing about, you know, sometimes I think the arts are treated as second-class citizens. Mm -hmm. um, I live in an orphan industry. You know, we're not a sport. We don't have a lobby behind us like gyms or like, you know, um, restaurants do. So you really have to advocate for yourself. And I think Jason, you really nailed it. And I think I love having Kathy here because that self-care, if we don't put that life mask on ourselves first, we aren't able to lead anyone. And mm -hmm. I look at how I cared for myself through past crises. I was the last one on the menu. And what I realized is I needed to take care of myself first so I could lead effectively. And so um, that's why I think you guys are such a great team because you kind of touch on both those points. So, yeah. Jason always gets a life mask first. I will always put it on. Like fend for yourself. <laughs> so, so, you know, I guess, you know, as, as people are, because obviously we've been going through 2020 has been a year unlike any other, right? I mean, my dad's almost 90 mm -hmm. 
-hmm. And, you know, he lived through the Great Depression, the Second World War, and he's like, I've never seen anything like this, mm -hmm. right? So, I mean, it, it, it is a big, a big change. I mean, how do, how do you kind of help people, you know, deal with this? Because like you said, you're, you're in a little bit different niche because of the arts. And, you know, I think the arts are very important for us as humans, right? But a lot of times that really kind of gets shut out or people think of cutting those things out of their life first. So how, how are you, you know, helping other business owners or helping them and kind of doing stuff different now than what you've done before? Yeah. So I'd say as far as an, a general like opportunity that I've offered to those that I chat with, whether they're in the dance industry or not, is to really have people take a minute. And I think what you really need to, I think everybody, when they get into that fight or flight mode, they want to, you know, they panic, they react, um, they spend a lot of energy talking about all this negativity and they just don't take that pause and that key. And what I think is so important, there's so much chatter. Everybody is a doctor, an epidemiologist right now, a psychologist and all of those things. I think you've got to kind of rally who are the people in your corner that are experts in their field. I have a doctor on my text messages that I know I can call or you know, send a message to if I really want some advice. I have a great contact at the health department. I have a great accountant. I have a mentor. If you don't have a mentor, you know, find someone who can support you. And I, I had to seek it out. And I think once you get clear in each of your arenas of your business, then you have to get quiet and you have to make the decision and you have to look at it from a financial standpoint, from an operation standpoint, and from a people standpoint. And what I'll say right now, I feel like the people standpoint is actually the place where I've had to start because the reality is I am one person. And I cannot do this alone. And as someone who's been in business for 23 years, the hardest part is letting go and empowering others when you're so used to doing everything. And so I think if you can really get clear with good people, take care of them, all the rest will follow. But you have to be decisive. You have to be clear about what you want after speaking to those experts. Because if you let everyone in your ears, I mean, you are going to feel so pulled in a million directions. And that's, again, that self-care isn't just about meditation and, you know, physical exercise, dancing, arts. It's also about taking time to get clear in your thoughts. So that's something I definitely recommend when I sit and coach people uh, and sit with them to help lead through this. And I think that's universal. Yeah. Well, and the challenge for that, I'm going to play, I completely 100% agree with you. And this is what I talk to my co coaches about as well as getting that team around you. I'm going to yeah. play devil's advocate though. Where do you find those people? And how do you know which one's actually feeding you the truth? Because if you look at what happened right now with the election, we just went through half the country was getting information that they thought was 100% true. And we're probably sitting here going, how did you believe that crap? You know, no matter whose side you're on, uh, so how do you discern the, it, it, it's sometimes the loudest voice is the one you listen to, but the loudest voice might not be the one that actually has your best interest at heart. So how do you distill that down without, you know, asking the Google and going with, you know, crazy Joe's blog? Yeah. How do you find those people? Well, I think I, I had a chance to listen to um, Mike McCallowitz speak, uh, not this last summer, that summer, <laughs> it feels like last summer, but I feel like we all lost a year, right? And he talked about, um, he wrote the book Clockwork and he talks about building systems in your business. And one thing he speaks about is really like thinking about where are the people that you admire, uh, people that you see with success, where do they spend time? Who are they? And I think once you start with that, then you can start 
seeking out the individuals that you have a sense of trust. So for example, I know um, some individuals in our own community that are very well respected. I kind of asked a few people and vetted them. So I think, you know, you want that long-term relationship. You want someone who's known someone for 20 years. You want someone that has credentials and experts. I'm not going to ask my acupuncturist about accounting, but you know, guess what? Your acupuncturist might have a ton of opinions about accounting. And I think you nailed it. The loudest voices are often, often the ones that you actually should not be listening to. You actually have to seek out those quiet experts and vet them and go to people that you trust. If someone has been successful in their business, you know them well enough personally to know they're grounded, that they have a, a good sense of mental health and balance in, in their own life. Uh, and they're able to keep all of that uh, in some kind of balance. I usually feel like that's a good place to start. You have to vet people. And I've asked people for advice and realized, wow, this is not, um, this is so counterintuitive to what I'm seeing on you know, reputable websites like the CDC or, um, you know, I, I ended up finding a woman who works for the IRS. She sits on the ERSAC committee and helped write the legislation for the PPP loan. You just have to dig and find them. That's definitely better than the lady at Trader Joe's that had a lot of opinions sitting next to me at checkout. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. Yeah, you're right. Everyone, you know, the second, and it's so true, the second we have something you know, wrong with us or we have an issue, everybody has an opinion on that. My uncle said you should do, you know, you should, you know, every, Everybody becomes an expert on that. So yeah, I agree with that. Um, you said before we got on air that success masks failure. Yes. Talk, talk about that. Well, I think here's the, you know, after 23 years, it's like Jason was saying, this isn't my first rodeo. We were really blessed and fortunate to have a banner year in, in, in nineteen twenty season for us. Uh, we kind of shock academic seasons. And, um, you know, I thought everything was great. And what COVID has helped me realize is, oh my God, if we started taking some of these more decisive spending cuts, if we were more uh, decisive with some of our, how we were utilizing our people, if we were having individuals with higher pay rates doing higher rate work and really making sure we're hiring employees at an appropriate rate for the work that they are doing, wow, we could have like moved some chips around and really saved the business some money and actually had more success during our perceived great times. So I think what it is, is this is such an opportunity for us. COVID is exposing those things in our businesses that maybe we would have never seen prior to this. You're, you're seeing, I think spending is a huge area, a blind spot. Um, culture, I speak a lot on culture and teams in your business. I mean, I work in the land of women and mothers and artists and it's a beautiful group to work with, but at the end of the day, there's lots of emotions, there's lots of processing. And I think um, finding ways to streamline communication, streamline the culture in a different way. Um, and I would have never done that had we not had this opportunity to kind of crack the egg open and see the vulnerabilities on the inside. Um, but I think if you are finding success in COVID, A, you know, awesome, <laughs> I'm, I'm envious, but I'd still say take a pause like analyze where are the areas that you can change because this is such an opportunity for us to make massive changes in our businesses to serve us to serve our customers and to serve those people that work so hard for us well and, and i think it's interesting a couple a couple things that you said that i just wanted to highlight and kind of go down a, a little path here is um you know we were talking about the loudest voices are not necessarily the ones to listen to but it's the the more quiet and I think, you know, as we were talking too about kind of taking that pause, even internally, right? A lot of times our monkey mind chatter 
is so loud, but the answers that we need are when we get in that pause and we listen to that small, you know, feelings that we're having and the things like that. And that's really where the answers usually are. But I think, you know, again, too, with the, the success hides failures and, you know, that a lot, a lot of companies are finding themselves this way where it's like, hey, we've been doing great. Now, all of a sudden, we've got a problem. And since I deal so much with corporate mm-hmm. type people, the first thing that they want to do is just start slashing costs, laying people off, right? And I always discourage them from just doing that indiscriminately because the problem tends to be is they end up getting their business uh, too far. And then when things turn around, they actually can't come back, right? And, and one of the points that you made before about taking care of your people first, I thought was great. And especially for people that are entrepreneurs, right, is, you know, yeah, we need to put on the oxygen mask ourselves, but we also need to be taking care of our people. Because taking care of our people through times like this, everything else works out, right? And so, you know, at times when everybody's cutting, maybe we should be hiring people. Maybe we should be increasing certain people's pay or doing some other stuff because, like you said, it's it's not us, it's the people around us that actually create our business, right? Most of the time, if you're just a solopreneur, you still kind of have a hobby, not a business. But once you start having employees or contractors that are working for you, now you've got some other responsibilities too, right? Yeah. I, I was gonna say, I know there's fear around that too. And I know when everything hit with COVID, like my business stopped. I mean, I in-person massage hypnosis, you know, no one was allowed in my office. So for a little bit, I was not working at all. And I thought, what do I do with my assistant? Like, I don't have errands for her to run. I don't have things for her to do, but I made sure I gave her something so that I was still giving her income so that that could play for it. My virtual assistant has been working like crazy um, because I have all this, this backend stuff that I decided, look, now's the time to do that sort of thing. So even if it's a small thing, bringing somebody on to help you with anything is going to help, you know, keep people employed, keep them having purpose. You know, if you don't have a reason to get up in the morning, you know, all sorts of things go awry. So I think it's just getting over that fear, false evidence appearing real and actually stepping in and and making some different choices. Even if they're wrong, you know, sometimes it just takes making that one choice, that one step forward. Um, So how do we get people out of that fear, Alana, and moving forward? Well, I think it's kind of like, I I remember early in the business, like that you'd hear people say that old adage, you've got to spend money to make money. And that's so counterintuitive when you're looking at your bank account and seeing really scary numbers. And I mean, you know, I may have been in business in 23 years, but you never forget that feeling. Yeah. And again, this isn't my first rodeo. You know, I lived through times, you know, well into my business where you looked at that scary bank account balance. And I think the reality is, is you do have to spend, if you don't buy the ad, nobody's going to come take your class. People are the same way. And I've lived through the years of trying to get you know, a little, not investing the, the money and the resources in finding good people. And um, sometimes if you take that chance and you spend a little bit more, you're going to get a more credentialed individual. And that that's your freedom. Like you said, like that's the opportunity to have the talented person that's going to have that intellect, that analytical skill set, that inherent drive to make choices for your business when you can't be there. 
And it may cost you a little more, but it's going to save you headaches, yep. boundaries, <laughs> boundary breaking, late night text messages, training. I mean, I don't even know the statistic. I wish that I had it at my fingertips, but like hiring and training new people is like tens of thousands of dollars. So, and frequently that's that fly in our ointment when we have to do that. So I think it's just being brave to know that it's going to be hard. I mean, longevity leading through crisis, it's all a long game. And I think to get out of the fear, you have to stop looking in the moment and look ahead. And I know there's a cool, um, I'll draw it out for you guys. This is something that I use as a tool. I'm not an artist visually, so forgive me. So it has these little steps here. And I put in the top where I want to, where I want to be. What's the dream? And down here, I put where I am. And then you fill in the sandwich in between. And I can tell you it's you, it's worked for large high-level decisions that involve massive investments or people that have worked through real estate challenges, corporate clients that I've worked with. And it works with a small decision that you're making in terms of a staff member. And it's so rudimentary and it's so simple, but it's so universal. And I think it's one of those things where get out of the fear. Where do you want to be? Do you want to have uh, an assistant when you come out of this? Do you want to take care of that person who's hurting? And you think about where you are right now, I have no work. And you did it. You filled the in-between. What are the tasks that are going to help me in the long game? How can I invest in a human being that in the long run is going to make my life easier and bring dollars in the door? Oh. And um, that can be a people decision. It can be a spending decision. Or it can be a life decision. And uh, again, taking the pause to do that little analysis, and you'll feel a lot better. That fear will just start melting away. Yeah. Well, and Jason and I talk all the time about two different things, one of which is what do you really want, which is the first question you have to ask yourself. If you don't know what to put on that top tier, then you can't fill in the blocks. You yeah. don't jump into an Uber and say, take me somewhere. Right. You give them a destination and you hope they find the most efficient route to get you there. Uh, and the other thing is, what are your values? Uh, you know, if you value family, time, relationships, you don't want to be in the office 60 hours a week when we can go into the office. Uh, you know, if you value wealth, fame, and, you know, uh, whatever the next one would be, unless it's so not my value, I don't even know, yeah. then that's going to look very different. So identifying your values and what you really want helps you fill in those steps, you know, and I think so often we miss asking ourselves that. Yeah. And with COVID, you almost have to like, have like a two-sided one for each one because that fence post is going to move. I mean, literally the health department last night told me um, gym and fitness may not open. That's the category we're in. We're about to, you know, for anybody listening to this in, in the future, you know, we're facing in California where I live uh, another shutdown. Um, but the website of the California government says I'll be able to operate. And she said, well, don't be surprised if it changes in five hours. Yeah. Well, and, and so, you know, that's, that's good as far as the flexibility, right? Because again, it's the, um, you, you know, if you know where you kind of want to go, then you can start kind of coming up with those little steps, right? And I know a lot of times, especially entrepreneurs get overwhelmed at that point. And they're like, oh my God, there's so much stuff I have to do, you know, but it's like, look, if you know where you're going, what can you do for the next 15 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever it is <clears throat> to help you get that much closer to it, right? But, but you bring up, because especially in, in uncertain times as well, right? Um, and I spent a lot of time in risk management, so that's all about uncertainty, right? Um, is we, we can't accurately predict the future. We, we don't know the events that are going to happen, but we can focus on managing the impacts 
that various things could have for us, right? And so if, if you can focus more on those areas or try to come up with a couple of different solutions based on the impacts of whatever you think may be coming, even if you have to change it a little bit, mm -hmm. at least now you've got a couple of plans. You're not, you're not always flat-footed every time something happens, right? So I'm sure again, you know, like yesterday you hear, hey, tomorrow you might be shut down. I know the state website says it's okay, but you know, in five hours you could be shut down. I'm sure as a business owner, you weren't going, oh crap, well, that's just too bad. You're coming up with some sort of contingency plan to figure out, okay, if we can't open tomorrow, what are we going to do, right? Because you've got people, people relying on you. You've got clients to serve, how are you still going to get it done <laughs> regardless? I, I dance there. I want her to yeah. stay open. Right? <laughs> I know, but, but what are you going to do, you know, regardless of the, of the circumstance that we find ourselves in? Cause we still get to choose, right? Yeah. It's about adapting. It's about adapting and pivoting and changing. And that's very scary. Change is incredibly scary. Animals don't like to change. Nature doesn't like to change. Uh, you know, it's, we resist that. Yeah. And decision fatigue. I mean, I think there's a fine line about having a long game. I think Kathy's question was great. I think the long game is going to help you get out of fear. Uh, but I think if you start, especially leading through a crisis like we're going through right now, but I mean, again, life is so uncertain. If you start playing out every iteration, you will go mm. mad. We're all, we're all experiencing decision fatigue right now. So I know a piece of advice that I know that's really helped me is, you know, uh, my mentor had shared the quote, you know, you can't build the plane while you fly it. And COVID has sort of forced all of us to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but in some ways, I had learned my lessons prior to this um, of really documenting as we go. So we use a project management software. We use Monday, there's Trello, there's Asana. And I just can't recommend enough these types of systems to help you stay organized because what we have is a shutdown plan. And we dealt with it the first time. And instead of being in March, once everything sort of got settled of what we were working with, I'm like, well, let's start. What are the things we did? And so we just started documenting it. And so now we have this living checklist. And yeah, you tweak one thing and you tweak another thing. But now that we're on our one, two, three, fourth shutdown, we have a boilerplate. So all we have to do is just look back at this, reassess it, and we already know what to do. So I think taking that, because again, if we are just constantly going, 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 and we don't take that pause after we've hit a benchmark and say, hey, what did we do that worked? What did we do that didn't work? And let's memorialize it because we may have to do this again. And it helps so much. If I didn't have that tool, yesterday would have been a really tough day. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's something that's scalable. I can think about that. Me as a solopreneur, people can think about that in a corporation, what has worked and what hasn't worked. And I think so often we get to the end of the game and go, wait, what did we do that actually, how did we get here? You know, we don't look back and say, well, what route did we take? Because that was actually a really pretty route. And I'd like to do that again. You know, I literally, I would, when I would go down to Santa Monica to do trapeze, I would just turn on the phone and let it take me whichever way. Cause I never knew how the traffic was going to be going to LA. And one day it said, turn here. And I'm like, okay, never heard of the road. Didn't yeah. know where I was. It ended up being this ridiculously windy road through the Santa Monica mountains. It was one way. There was nobody on it. It was the most beautiful drive. Mm -hmm. I can't find it again. 
I don't know where it took me. I don't remember where it told me to turn because I just was blindly following the instructions rather than actually paying attention to where I was going. Now I ended up where I wanted to go, but the journey that day was so spectacular. And it's like, I want to enjoy the journey too. Even if it's windy and a little scary and you're like, I'm glad this is a one-way road because no one's plummeting towards me. But it's like looking back and saying, how did we get here and what worked and what didn't work? So I think that's phenomenal advice. I think we get to the end of our life and we don't know what worked and what didn't work. So how do you grow my whole life now? So now I use it for my personal life and everything because how many times are you like, oh wait, we do holiday cards one day a year. What was that password? Where do I go? (laughs) Who do I need to call? So it like, it kind of allows you to have your like sort of ways. And I'm a very methodical type A, you know, if you follow astrology, I'm a Capricorn, you know, all of this. Okay. That's explained. I know we're we're in this. (laughs) Um, Well, find what works for you. The reality is I have employees on my team that are so organic. And sometimes I have to put my foot down and say, Hey, look, I need this because, and you know, we always have to get hit by a bus litmus test. I need to know, you know, what it's happening, but I want their work to feel enjoyable to them. And I just have to honestly say, while we have this opportunity, like I'm so fortunate, I have the most amazing staff that, you know, allows me to be here today doing projects like this in my life. And, um, and they're really awesome, but they're all really unique in how they learn. So again, Monday Trello Asana works for me to stay organized. You have to find something that works, works for you. But sometimes again, these tools can be used professionally, personally, Uh, it can be so helpful. Well, I think that's where it brings up, you know, again, that importance of kind of the pausing, realizing what we did, actually documenting it. Because again, I mean, for scalability standpoint, if you're a solopreneur, everything's up in your head, right? But if you're going to have people actually doing the processes, they actually have, you have to document it. You have to teach them how to do it. You have to have some sort of tool to help them do it. And as you were talking, it just reminded me, one of my favorite Winston Churchill quotes was, you know, the first 25 years of my life, I wanted freedom. The next 25 years of my life, I wanted order. And in the last 25 years of my life, I now realize that order is freedom, right? That a lot of times we, we want to just be willy-nilly, shoot from the hip, you know, whatever you want to call it, but you don't run a business for 23 years shooting from the hip. It just doesn't work. No, 100%. And I think it, sometimes it's articulating that. I actually had that conversation with one of my, I mean, most like integral team members, sometimes, you know, having that structure of the documentation, it isn't just having freedom for you or for, you know, so it's freedom for you to be able to be with your child if they're sick, or it's freedom yeah. for me to be able to focus on writing a grant or getting a loan or building, you know, something that I need to do that nobody else can do that frees up my time. So when we have these systems in place, and ultimately, that's going to serve you it's going to serve everyone so i think sometimes that concept about how all of our time is redeemed and and just taking that extra five minutes to document and create that order you're talking about it's five minutes now but i mean it's hours later have you ever tried to remember something you did two years ago and you're digging out the email and you're like how did i do this and why didn't it write down and even though old methods and procedure documents that are like 800 pages are sort of arcane and at this point but you know we we have to we have to document things. We have tools like Loom where we can do videos. Um, there's so many opportunities for us to just take that minute to memorialize, and it will save so much time down the road. Because starting over and remembering things is is so hard, especially with everything happening right now. I mean, it feels like ancient history. And and also, Jason, something that you said that really struck me is I think about where I was a year ago, 
and what I was, you know, maybe you were laying track for your new year's resolutions and you were looking at the year ahead and what were our hopes and dreams going into 2020? And um, what are they now? I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of people who were about looking at success and prosperity and now that's all just turned into survival but that's still a valuable and important goal. And if we can all just get through this and survive it and backpedal those steps and my little thing to get there, um, you know, that doesn't mean there isn't time and space to be aspirational, but like create manageable goals for yourself so you can find that order in your life. Um, you know, and I know people that are building buildings right now and opening second businesses. That's personally not where I'm at. Um, so I think figuring out what that top goal is, what that value is, is and being really realistic about it is going to be helpful um, yeah. in this season of life. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely an interesting season. Well, and once again, of course, we're almost out of time because this is what we do. <laughs> <laughs> what we do. This has been a fabulous conversation. It, it, it strikes me back to, and I'm blanking on her name, who's the organizational psychologist we had on, Jason, who was talking about, you know, what is your higher... Re purpose in the company and not getting lost in the weeds. You know, I shouldn't be doing my own laundry. Alana, you've you know, put out tasks to other people so that you can do what you're best at writing grants and doing the stuff that other people can't do. And I think that's one of the, one of the traps when you're in business for yourself is you feel like you have to do everything. Um, it's okay to say no to things, figure out what your highest good is in that organization and then give stuff to everybody else to do. So uh, any final thoughts, Jason, before we, uh, Everyone well, I thought too, you know, again, as, as the, you know, your, your whole idea of kind of the, you know, New Year's resolutions last year, what you want 2020 to be versus what it ended up being, right? Is that, you know, and, and back to your th thing that you said before about success hides failure. And, and I think too, that, that what it does is, is trying times like this also really force us back to those values, Right. When things are good, you know, money's coming in, everything's good. Maybe we kind of forget a little bit how important certain things are to us. And I think 2020 has done that for a lot of people. You know, there's there's a lot of people that now are like, hey, you know what, chasing the golden watch at the corporation isn't what I want to do right? There's other things that are more important. So, you know, personal life, business life, times like this are actually an opportunity for us to kind of realign and make sure that we're exactly where we want to be right because even even in your life right i mean you've had the dance studio the art stuff for a long time now you're kind of working more with entrepreneurs in that industry as well right so you're aligning to something else now that is a bigger purpose for you that that you know to help impact the world so you know Anyway, whenever we think it's a challenge, try to find the opportunity, I guess is the long way of kind of saying what I'm trying to say. The opportunity for us to get aligned and to make the future better than what the past actually was. Yep, there's a gift in everything. There is, definitely. Cool. Oh, so Alana, tell everybody how they can reach you if they wanna uh, talk to you about some coaching or ask questions or come dance with us. <laughs> so uh, you can, uh, visit my website for my studio, sbdancearts.com. Um, our incredible nonprofit does incredible work with the most uh, challenged uh, youth and provides such healthy opportunities for them. And I can tell you right now, um, they need it more than ever. That is ampsb.org. And if you're interested in some coaching, you may email me at 
Alana, A-L-A-N-A at sbdanceart.com. Cool. This has been a phenomenal conversation. Thank you for being here and help inspiring us and giving us a couple tools and tips to get through this craziness. Um, Jason, we'll let everybody go. I'm Kathy Groover. I can be reached at kathygroover.com. And I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. So go out, have a great week, take some time to just pause and, uh, and listen to the small voice and quit listening to the loud ones because they're probably not right anyway. Uh, <laughs> and I'm Jason Mefford. I can be reached at jasonmefford.com. And with that, we will see you on the next episode of the Fire and Earth Podcast. See ya. See ya.